Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. I think we could all use a little love in our lives. How about a love necklace from Del Pozo Jewelry? Floating 14 karat gold and white diamond initials that send love vibes to a world that needs it so badly. What you believe in is what you are. Believe in love with the love necklace. Go to delpozojewelry.luxury. That's D-E-L. P-O-Z-Z-O jewelry dot luxury for your love necklace. Use code warrior for 10% off. Welcome back, warrior women. This is episode 41 and the beginning of season two. I want to take a moment and thank you for being with me for my first 40 episodes. We've built quite a community, an international community, in fact, and I'm so happy that you join me here week after week. If you're new to this podcast, I'm Liz Swadek, host of Conversations with Warrior Women and a warrior myself. Yes, I have been in the trenches of many things, infertility, toxic family dynamics, parenting a son with ADHD and a physical difference, parenting a daughter with an autoimmune disease. Yes, I am a warrior, but you are too. That's why we're here to learn how to do hard things, to be inspired, and support each other. This season, I'm going to do things a little differently. As a longtime blogger and writer, I love words. This season, we're going to focus on one word each month and go deep diving with our guests on that theme. This month, in honor of Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day and National Wear Red Day, which is February 5th, for women's heart health, I'm picking the word devotion. The definition of devotion is loyalty and love or care for someone or something. Today, my guests are sharing how their devotion to God has changed everything. But first, hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review so you can support these great conversations with warrior women. On to our sponsor. We are all stuck at home, but looking for ways to stay active. The Plyo Jam online membership is the thing you need to keep yourself moving. Trust me, it's not just effective, it's actually fun. Unlike some workouts that feel just like torture, Plyo Jam has you training like an athlete and dancing like a pop star with their easy to follow dance classes, strength and core classes. These classes are created for all fitness levels and dance abilities and all ages. You just have to be willing to rock a booty and shake it or do a body roll to a Beyonce song. With the best and most relatable trainers, Plyo Jam not only provides a killer workout, but a truly connected community, something you know I love. From a one-on-one chat with the founders when you first sign up, to private members-only Facebook group, to monthly power hours for education and fun, this platform is all about connection. Right now, go to www.plyojam.com ojam.com slash warrior and redeem code warrior for one month free or code warrior one for three months for just $19.99. Don't wait on this. Head to plyojam.com slash warrior to redeem your code. 
And on with the show. Today, I am talking to two of my favorite ladies. Brenda Epperson is the founding co-director of the nonprofit Ascend Women. But you also know her for the eight years she played Ashley Abbott on the CBS daytime drama, The Young and the Restless. Oh my God, Brenda, I loved you on there. I like literally died. Uh, She is an actress, a singer, gorgeous singer, philanthropist, and the host of Morning Cup and Faith, podcast. Also with us today, Shelly Myers. Shelly is the co-host of Morning Cup of Faith, which by the way, I am on right now. Um, And a former Associated Press writer and freelance journalist. She's written for the Huffington Post and many other publications. My two great favorite ladies on today. Welcome. Let's get after it, Liz. Oh, yes, so and I've, I've decided I'm doing a new thing. I'm a singer, so I'm holding my mic. <laughs> I am tired of bending over, so I am going to keep my <laughs> posture straight. I can answer with full breath and hold my microphone. What do you think? I mean, I think that's all your acting and singing talents combined right there. I've decided today, you you brought this out in me. I was like, <laughs> you're ready to go. I'm you're ready to go. You have to get a picture of that. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. All right, ladies. So I rarely have two women on the show. I usually do like one-on-one, you know, lady interviews. Um, the last time I had more than one lady on the show was the cancer cartel. And my listeners know I'm a big fan of the cancer cartel. I am a monthly donor. I believe if you have a, a cause that you love, be a monthly donor, even $5 a yeah. month, because that's a commitment. You commit to the people yeah. we need to give money to. Um, But now I have Shelly and Brenda from the Morning Cup of Faith podcast. I need to know how you two met. (laughs) Well, I always say that Brenda and I were destined to meet because before our kids started school, um, we have to take that, you know, test that you have to take to to get into school. And it was in August. And we were the only two people in the room. It was her daughter's. And my daughter. So, I mean, we were thrown into one room. I liked her from hello. The moment and, she walked in, same. Yeah, we were just like, oh gosh, there you are. <laughs> yes. Been my whole life. And yes. our daughters really liked each other. But then I meant to get her phone number and school started and we go to a really big high school. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I hope I find her again. Well, our kids became friends that day. They found each yeah. other in this giant school again. And it just, we just took off you know, running. Yes. So true. I just, as soon as she walked in, it was like this ball of light and love and energy. And I was just like, I love this woman. Who is this? And she was just smiling, just so open. And I just, I love that about people. And I strive to be like that, Liz, you know, I know you're very much like that just to be open. So people feel like that warmth coming from you and you walk in a room, they're like, Oh, who is that? Oh, hi. You know, that you just want to invite people in. And that's how she was when I met her. And I just thought, oh, who are you? Hi. And we just started laughing. That was it. Well, that is so funny because Brenda, you know, I had a similar thing with you. I like literally met you in the Bel Air preschool parking lot. And we were like, why are we in love? What's happening with us? We're not sure. And you used to wear, I will never forget. You used to wear in the winter, Brenda, like Uh a fuzzy white hat. And like, you had like a muff. You had different little winter outfits that you wear. And I would straight die. You look before Elsa. You were Elsa. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you know why I wore that? Because I'm a singer and I'm a firm believer when it gets cold. Ask Shelly. I'm always in a cap and I always have a scarf on and it's, you know, fuzzy or cute and it keeps of your throat warm. Yeah. And so that was it. And plus I never did my hair in the morning. <laughs> oh, there's the real truth right there. Your That's hair was correct. not done. It was under the hat. That's correct. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Shelly, I just recently met you and you are, you both of, all of us are in more than me. And now we're in more yes. than me LA together. Cause I'm of course yes. running the more than, me, more LA. than me. Yes. And I, Shelly, I met you and same thing instantly loved you. And I love Shelly is such a shoot from the hipper. Like she's like, let's just <laughs> yeah. go deep right now. Like let's not even waste <laughs> yeah. five minutes. Let's just get there. Yeah. I yes. love it. Tell um, me your whole life story. Yes, exactly. Um, but I love that you guys have this podcast. I really enjoyed coming on and talking to you guys because it's not yeah. like all the time that I am like talking about my faith all the time, but I do like to talk about it. So that was actually kind of right. a fun thing for me. Um, but I wanted to kind of know because you you don't really start a morning cup of faith podcast unless you kind of have a personal faith journey. So I kind of was curious, like mm, what you guys, what so what is true. your personal faith journey? So I was raised Catholic and where I am now, I'm kind of, you know, I, I embrace a lot of, you know, I would say, you know, Christian, but I really appreciate those formative years, you know, studying the Bible. I mean, you would have never thought that I was the faith kid because I was the one who talked too much, but all of that stuff stayed with me. And I might have explored different things down the road, but I always came back to my faith. And you would have never thought that I was the faith kid. I was the kid who was trying to study saints in the library, but in the principal's office the next hour. <laughs> Just had a lot of energy. I probably got should have gone to a really creative school. <laughs> like you could be more explorative. That's why I think it's so important to raise our children with faith because you just don't know what's sinking in and what's going to stay with them. And they may go explore different paths, but I believe, you know, they will return to that foundation, which I think is so important. For me, my faith journey is my father died when I was a little girl. He was the love of my life. I lost him early on and it was really devastating for me. We lost all of our money. We lost our home. We lost our cars. We lost everything. And I cursed God at that moment. We were going to a Lutheran church and I knew God, you know, this guy was like, cool. He liked animals. So did I, this guy in white, he liked sheep and kids. I'm like, Hey, I like sheep too. I, this guy's cool, but I didn't know him in a personal way. And when we moved to Nevada and lived with my aunt, cause we lost everything. So I lost my father, lost my home, lost my school, lost my reality, lost everything. We moved to Winnemucca, Nevada, and we went to this church in the middle of nowhere and this candlelit service. I felt this love. I mm -hmm. felt this warmth. I felt this acceptance. I felt a love that overtook my heart and my soul as a nine-year-old girl. Mm. And I will never forget that. And that is a moment I accepted Christ into my life. And not that everything was perfect moving forward, but I felt an acceptance and a love that I had never felt before. And I knew the power of God immediately. And throughout my life, he's shown me, I've seen kids healed. I've seen kids taking braces off. I've seen firsthand the power of God at work in people's lives. So for me, my faith journey is ongoing. It's something that I pray will never stop. I don't ever want to stop learning. I don't ever want to stop having conversations. I don't ever want to stop falling on my knees. I don't ever want to stop asking for forgiveness. I don't ever want to stop loving others because we can't truly have a connection in Christ if we're hating our brothers, right? It's so true. That, that is the antithesis of what Christ taught. If we want to know how to live, we look at how he lived and what he teaches. And so my faith journey, and I agree with Shelley 100% that Faith 
is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not set yet seen. It says in, in Hebrews 11.1. 1, so we hope for things that are not yet seen. We pray for things that have yet to come. Like you were praying for your daughter to be healed in the hospital. Even though you hadn't seen it, you chose to believe it. And you chose to bring God into the situation that seemed hopeless and insurmountable. And when you bring God, all-powerful, omnipotent presence of God into a dark or hopeless situation, mountains move. That's just the way it is. That's his promises in the Bible, over 3,000 of them. But our kids are being tossed and turned, not knowing what to believe because there's this, there's that, there's that, there's this. What, what is real? What is fake? But the one thing we can tell our kid is, kids is God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What applies back then applies now. And what is true and what is virtuous and what will fill you with hope and keep your identity fixed in him and on him, not in the world, which is shifting and changing and doesn't know its own identity. We find our identity in Christ. To me, that's part of my faith journey. Yeah. Well, I mean, my gosh, Brenda, that is an incredible story. And I, I you know, my daughter is 11. So I can't even imagine being a nine-year-old and having all this loss. Mm. It's 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 a it's an insane thing to have happened to a little girl. And I'm I'm so glad that you found Christ and held on to something because I can't imagine feeling that lost and not finding that because you would just feel so alone, you yeah. know. So I, I'm really I'm so glad that you just told that story. Um, well, tell me what made you start. So you guys both have these amazing faith journeys. I think everybody's faith journey is kind of amazing. It's sort of it like is. all my warrior women stories. I love all the stories, but I love yeah. everybody's faith journeys too. Um, tell me what made you start the podcast? Cause you could have done, I mean, you guys kind of go in a lot of areas. Like you could have done a podcast yeah. really about a lot of things. So why did yeah. you choose yeah. to have a faith based podcast? Uh. Love that. Well, I feel like we, we, this isn't, this is how Brenda and I live our lives. (laughs) I I don't think we do anything differently on the podcast that we don't do every day. And we, you know, through the high school, we gathered a group of 10 amazing women and uh, came up with the name Morning Cup of Faith. So we just had a regular prayer group and we were doing some different Bible studies and then the lockdown happened. Yeah. And that for, it was the first two weeks when we were all terrified and we didn't know anything about the virus. And we saw the scary footage from Italy and New York. We started doing these Zooms and we started recording them. And, you know, Brenda had a sudden, so I'm like, well, you know, some of these videos, we we were sharing our hearts. I mean, I I thought I was going to (laughs) die those first two weeks. I know. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm more dramatic than Brenda probably, but. So we, we were just a little. Yeah, I'm. I, I will admit I'm dramatic. Um. So these videos were so powerful, and I think what the amazing thing is, Brenda and I both felt this burning in our stomach, like something yeah. that's happening here. So yeah. we started posting these video videos on Ascend Win, uh, Ascend Women, and we both just felt like all of a sudden, like God was calling us to do something bigger. And a little prayer group that was meeting at Brenda's kitchen table. We were like, what are we going to do? And I said, well, (laughs) now we both came up with the idea on our own to do a podcast. Yeah. And I said, let's just do three episodes. We'll see what happens. God will let us know. (laughs) And now I'm sure you're on Amazon. Amazon Music as well. And, you know, through that, I mean, we have like over 20 different countries listening (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it insane? Morning like Coco will say to me, "Who do you know in Brazil?" I'm like, "I yeah. don't know anyone in Brazil." Yeah, honey. That's no. the whole point. That's, That's why this is insane. I don't know anybody <laughs> in Ireland. <laughs> I don't know anyone there. Yes. 
You know, someone from Germany says, thank you for posting that. I really needed that today. So that's like confirmation to keep going, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. And you know, it was just like God God tapped um, me on the shoulder and tapped her like same time, different day or whatever. And we both just looked at each other, not knowing that God really spoke to each other's hearts saying, do this podcast, you know, and it's just been so fun and a huge learning curve for both of us. And we've been able to reach and touch, I think a group of people that we wouldn't otherwise be able to. So, and I just love working with Shelly because she's everything I'm not, you know, she's brilliant. She's an excellent writer, dear friend, kind, sweet, and just so loving and warm. I mean, not that I don't have some of those things, but I'm just saying like, she just picks up where, where I just, she's the yin to your yang. Yes, you know, thank you. Star, who could be yeah. doing, you know, the air guitar to the time, you know, <laughs> the love. I love Not it. that I can't do it too, but Brenda, I mean, oh, the, the number one adjective for Brenda is charismatic. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Our kids nixed us. They wouldn't let us do our thing now. They're like, I am not going to let you put that on. I mean, are we allowed to do a TikTok or are we... <laughs> I mean, excuse me, you are allowed to do a TikTok. You are allowed to do anything you want. No, I've done them. I've done them. And I find I will not do a TikTok dance because that cannot happen. But I do other things on there and I entertain myself to the end of time. And the kids are horrified. The best thing is I can be on there and and like all Coco's videos. So she knows I've seen them all. I'm like, oh, and you can't, you can't get censored there. I think they, there's no censoring there, which is good. I'm I'm all over that place. So I know everything that's happening. I report to my mom, friends, what their daughters are doing. So don't you worry. I got it. I got my whole police station in, in TikTok. I'm, I'm right there. Um, but anyway, you guys, I love you guys so much. Um, you guys know this. I mean, I, this is this. We're right around the inauguration time right now. A lot yeah. of people are struggling, not just from, you know, the pandemic or loneliness or sickness or feeling isolated, but also just seeing all this stuff happen at the Capitol and just the pain that people are in right now. People are mm-hmm. so angry and, and divided. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, have, I, I talk to a lot of my friends who are both, I've told you this, Republican and Democrat. Right. And, you know, they, I kind of try to let everybody be where they are. You know, I, as long as everybody's respectful to each other, I'm kind of like, you know, you can, you can have whatever you want, whatever you, way you want to be. But I, I just keep coming back to the fact that God is not a Republican or a Democrat. <laughs> like, I feel like we, you know, none of us own not Democrats or Republicans. We don't own God. I mean, God is for everyone. So I just kind of wanted to know because you guys are such amazing faith faith ladies. Like, what, what, what your thoughts are on that, and how can we, how can we use our faith to unite us, not to divide us? Yes, I love that. Um, you know, for me, thank you for that, Liz. I just think that's so insightful and so important for today. I believe that there is a spirit of division that has fallen across our land that has tried to separate us and divide us when Christ talked about the love of God uniting us. John 15, 12 says, love one another as I have loved you. And that is what was spoken after the Last Supper when Jesus went to go die on the cross for each one of us because he loved us so much. That is the sacrificial love that he's talking about. Love one another as I have loved you. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know too many people who would die for somebody, let alone half of us will barely walk across the street to help somebody. So I think it's a heart issue that no, God is not a Democrat or Republican. He is 
God. He is sovereign. And when we can't love our neighbor as ourselves, and we have to look at each other with labels, something's wrong with our heart. And we, we need to repent. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to say, God, help me see others as you see them with love. Let me see what's the beauty about them rather than what is wrong with them. You know, when somebody's hurting, I have the perfect example. When somebody's hurting or somebody just got in a car wreck, before you help them, Liz, are you going to open the car door, it's burning, and the person's there and go, um, excuse me, I just need to know, did you vote Democrat or Republican? <laughs> exactly. Right. No, no, no. you're no. going to help the person. You know, what, what is your, what is your faith? base? What, what do you believe? No, you're going to help the person. So we have to get in the burning car and grab each other out in love and say, I'm here for you. We have forgotten humanity. Yeah. We have, we, we think humans are disposable. So we have got to get back to loving one another as Christ loved us. Now he died on the cross for us. We're probably not going to die for somebody. And hopefully we won't be, be asked to, right? But walk across the street for your brother, your sister. Just today I was at the bank. It's so funny. You asked this because I was reading the question and this woman, she was having trouble getting up the stairs and I know you're not supposed to touch people. She was older. It was windy. And I said, here, let me help you, honey. And I, I helped her up the stairs. You know, I, I held her arm. She's like, thank you so much. God bless you. I said, look, go ahead of me. Cause we're standing outside. It's cold. I said, go in the bank. That's, you know, not that I'm something special, but I'm saying that's love, right? Loving one another, doing the little things make a big difference. Yeah. We kindness. Have got, yes. We have got to look at one another in love. Yeah. Brenda, well, what you, what, I mean, Brenda, Shelly, what, what are your thoughts? Well, and you know, sometimes like, how do we start loving one another when a lot of people, I mean, there are relatives basically who say, well, I'm not going to be speaking to you again. If um, you guess what? So, I have that in my family. I have that. Going that a shame? We it's, have it's, put, so, it's the saddest. I've tried so hard. I've, I've put the olive branch out there so many times yeah, and so I keep sweet. getting things text back that say, you know, karma, karma. That's an art. That's like something is going to come back on me. And oh, I'm like, Ooh. A a here's the thing. We've put too much faith in man and our political leaders and we have to focus on God's house, not the White House, and remember where our true power comes from. Yep. And I think one step to trying to love our fellow man again is, you know, we on Morning Cup of Faith, we have an Instagram, and I we posted this book of James, uh, James 1, 19 through 20. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Yep. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, look how angry everyone was in that Capitol riot. Oh, my goodness. But the thing is, you know, we look at the TV and we're like, oh, you know, those people need to fix themselves. You know, we don't look at ourselves because right. we might have to admit, hey, maybe we were wrong about something. Right. So I'm really trying to incorporate in my life the practice of listening deeply Yes. You know, not being so quick to speak because, you know, we might not agree with the other side, but we have to start understanding each other. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, Liz, what you say about people saying, oh, I'm not going to talk to you because this karma, you just keep loving them. You just yeah, keep, that's right. what is, Christ said, keep loving one another, give them a gift, the gift of love or an actual gift. You reap, you heap burning coals on their head because after a while they're going to go, wow, because they're going to have to reflect in themselves and go, oh. 
I was wrong or my, yeah. my heart was hardened yeah. and it's okay. If somebody else's heart, heart is hardened, that's okay. God bless you. Love you. Yeah. And I also hard. think time heals a little bit. Like I feel yeah, like, you know, we have to kind of get through the inauguration. We kind yeah. of have to get through a couple things like where everything just can calm down for like a little while. Yeah. And I, I respect that too, that people, you know, who did not vote for Joe Biden are not happy. And I respect yeah. that because I was not happy when Trump was in the office. So, I mean, I get yeah. it. Like, I'm not looking for anybody to be, you know, celebrating, you know, if they don't want to celebrate, I, I can give them space right. and and love and say, oh yes, yeah. you know, and, and I'd be lighter about, you know, how I'm giving my love, like reach out, but like say, Hey, I'm here, but like, you don't have to talk to me. Totally cool. But I'm here. Love you. You know, that's how, that's how I'm sort of handling it because I, I our, heart, be... our hearts have been in lockdown, which is a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's so good, Shelly. That's right. Yeah, it's a heart issue. So we have to, you know, the Bible says, repent. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I'll, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. We need our land healed. We need our hearts healed and we need to love humanity again. 100%, 100%. Well, you guys know, you mentioned it too, Brenda, that I spent Christmas with my daughter in the hospital, which I never thought I would have to do. And it was uh, it was very hard. I felt very alone. It was one of those times where I felt like God was leaving me, not yeah, being right. with me. Um, and it right. was really like a test, you know, when these, some, sometimes when these things happen and we start asking the question that you really should not ask, which is why is this happening to me? Cause that really goes nowhere, by the way, that question is the worst question. <laughs> um, I've, I should learn by now to stop asking it. Um, well, me too, but sometimes yeah, but we, we do because we're human and that's what we do. But I wanted to know from both of you um, a time when you guys felt like your your faith was been really tested and how you got through it. Hmm. Brenda, do you want to talk about your rise up story? Oh, well, I didn't know if you wanted to go first. Okay. Um, you you guys are so polite. It's adorable. No, you go. No, you go, honey. You go. <laughs> Well, you know, um, I know we're going to talk about some of this soon, but I have a book coming out and I cannot wait to be back on your podcast, Liz, when it comes out. It's oh, called- I will invite you right back. Yes. Thank you so much. It's called Rise Up, Uncover the Darkness and Move into the Light. And it's not a memoir by any means, um, but it's kind of an interactive book. There's questions on the backside that I go over and talk with people. And it's my journey of faith, and joy. It's from the I Joy book series, I Am Jesus on You. And um, so many things in my life that I've had to overcome. One of them, um, quickly, I'll just touch on, is my struggle with bullying. I was really heavy as a child, and I was teased horrifically. I was spit on. I was pushed off swings. I was the last person to be called for, you know, in PE, in line. Yeah, when you were getting picked on a team and stuff. Yeah, when you were getting picked on a team, they're like, this one, you're like, this one. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know. So I really had to overcome the hate in my heart for myself because, you know, we can talk about this on the next time, but because something happened to me that just hardened my heart and then being bullied. That's why I'm so passionate about all of us loving one another because that bullying gets nowhere. So it really, I had to overcome the bullying that I endured and I had to not then hate the bulliers. So that was a really hard, so forgiveness for me um, in that was a tremendous healing in my life. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think um, I have, I've had many women come on this podcast and tell sort of some bullying stories. And let me tell you, they are even, even Meg Zucker, who is, uh, I don't know if you know her, but she's uh, runs a, a, a nonprofit called don't hide it, flaunt it. And she was born with a thumb and a finger on each hand uh, and on wow. each foot. And what blows my mind about her and about another episode that actually is airing today, Stacey, uh, who is a size 16 fitness queen, is that both of them were, like Stacey was told, you're chubby, you're, you're fat, you're chubby, from yeah. starting at five years old. And she wow. said she looks oh back at those pictures and she says, I look yeah, cute. Yeah, I wasn't fat. I'm actually I know, cute. Right? What is wrong with these people? Why are they saying that to me? And, and you know, you just, but you internalize it because you're a kid and you and how else are you going to yeah. take it? You know, what you speak into people and even Meg Zucker, she said, you know, one time she was walking by these two guys and this guy goes, oh my God, she's a monster. And the other wow. one said to him, really? I thought she was beautiful. You know what? Those things like they have a, the, the way of working out and there's, they have a way of going. We don't need everybody to be on it and bullying you about no. it. Like you have your no. own internal struggle. Maybe you That's didn't like right. the way you looked. You don't need another person telling you, hey, you're fat. Really? Oh, how no, interesting. No. I, I did, didn't occur to me. It's you know, horrible. And I think horrible. we should never body shame anybody, whether no. they're a size 16 or a size two, you know, we shouldn't body shame people. It's just yeah, really, you should accept, horrible. you know, you got to accept yourself. I mean, you don't know that as a kid, obviously, but you got to, yeah. obviously you grow into acceptance the older you get. That's right. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> my resilience journey and, and Brenda was a part of it. And I do believe this was a Aww. big part of our bonding and a big part of morning cup of faith. Yeah. But I, I was always a strong person of faith. But as you yeah. know, Liz, sometimes you get tested when you are right up against the wall. And yeah. um, my neighborhood burned down in the Woolsey fire. And I was part of that six and a half hour exodus, a terrifying, oh, you know, mm-hmm. escape, seeing the fire up on the hill going, boy, my city knows what they're doing, right? <laughs> Find out later, no, that no. we could have all been just charred we were both trying to get out I was at her house it was crazy right and you know I had never really lived through a tragedy like that um so Mm. on my street 24 houses burned down we uh were the survivor house at the end with the survivor guilt right um and just seeing the devastation of my community yeah, and the toll it took on my family, you know, my son developed a sleeping disorder and my daughter had headaches and stomach aches. And, you know, I, you know, PTSD is a real thing, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm better, but I found like, if I was like trying to travel down to Long Beach and there were six rows um, of freeway traffic and I felt trapped. I felt like a bomb was going off in my chest. I'm like, what's going on? So it was that feeling of trapped. You know, I also got caught in some mudslides, you know, driving over Canaan, which was terrifying. You know, it's the muds coming down on your car. (laughs) Emergency vehicles are trying to scoop it off in the storm. So those type of things really tested me and my whole family, but I wasn't prepared when we moved back into our house there was a darkness that I felt for the first time in my house. And I just really couldn't my put, couldn't put my finger on what was happening. Yeah. And I just realized that, you know, cause I'm always so positive and sunny and upbeat yeah. and I felt this darkness and 
I won't go into detail, but Brenda was very instrumental in helping me turn it around. I started playing uh, Air One Christian music all day long in my house. I was writing down scripture, note cards, and sticking it under my children's mattresses, doing all the spiritual warfare scriptures. And I really just became very aggressive with the scripture and turning that energy around. And it did. But that lesson taught me that you had to be very intentional with what you let into your life. Yes. I don't want negative people around me. I don't want to see any music videos with satanic vibes with these <laughs> rock stars that think they're Oh my they're God, cool. that's the last, last thing we need on earth right now. Yeah, I yeah. just, you know, I don't want books that have certain subjects. Like I don't even want that in my house because yeah. I have felt the darkness. It was just a short period of time, but I don't want to ever feel any energy like that again. And it, it turned me into a faith warrior. A warrior. But, yes. That's what you yeah, it turned warrior. me into a faith warrior. Yep. And when I figured out was what was going on in my house, I actually became angry. Like not today, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a tank top with that on it. I, I like to wear that. Yeah, not, okay. not in my house. Oh, Tell the devil not today, not today, not today. Not today. No. That's not right. Today, Satan. Yeah, but it was it was a real journey and it was an important journey because we had to be very careful, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. Of what we're around. Yeah. Right. And you know what? Listen, it is very easy. I, I, you know, I think that's why it's so important to do things like we're doing right now, connect with yes. each other and have these conversations and, you know, open ourselves up to meeting new people and have new ideas and all these things. Because I think what happens is when we stay disconnected when we're just by ourselves and we start to spin out on these thoughts or things that are happening in the news or maybe just even bad stuff that's just going on in our house, right? Yeah. I think it's really easy to just kind of slide into this dark, dark place. And, and I would not blame anyone for being in a dark place right now because this is a dark, a dark time yeah. for a lot of people. But I think the only way to get through that is to be exactly what you're saying. Be a faith warrior, be a connection warrior, you know, just to reach down and say, I know I don't look good right now. I don't feel good, but you know what? I'm going to hop on a Zoom with my girlfriend. Yep. Because maybe I can't see her, but I need need to talk to her and I need her to make me laugh and I need her to tell me I'm strong. I need her to pray with me. I need her to just be there for me so that I can make it to the next day and and sleep at night. You know, I mean, I think a lot of us are having, you know, sleepless nights. And I mean, I remember the beginning of the pandemic too, just like you were saying, Shelly, I thought everything, the grocery would come. I'd be like, oh my God, Brett, it's the groceries. Let's (laughs) wash the bag of Doritos because we probably will die if we touch the steel cut oatmeal box. I mean, like literally to the point where you make yourself a freaking lunatic so that you wouldn't take the old woman's hand at the bank and help her in because you're just afraid to touch her elbow. I'm sorry, but no, like we but just honestly, can't live that's in what, place. We can't live there. That's right. Second Timothy says God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but no. a power of love and of sound mind. So you have to watch when anytime fear comes in, fear is a liar, and division right. and hate. Then we are being systematically torn down to not look at humanity anymore, but to look inward and me, 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 fear, fear, fear. And then we become paralyzed. And that's what's happened to a lot of us. Even some of our kids, they become paralyzed. So I love programs like this, that we just can talk about 
fears and, you know, sorrows and, and loss, you know, I lost my father this last um, summer, but then we can move beyond that and lift each other up, you know, ascendwomen.org. We are giving away blessing boxes. Um, we have materials from um, in-touch ministries and books. And if anybody needs anything or anything sent, I'm just sending them out. Um, people are sending Ascend Women. I'll LA put it in the show people. notes. Yeah. I'll put it in the show okay. notes. Yeah, but that's incredible. That's that's I mean, that's what people need right now. Um, tell yeah. me, tell me, guys, we're we're coming, we're almost to my speed round, which you know is my favorite part. Um oh. I want to know yeah. something that you feel like if you had to, I mean, there's so many things, <laughs> but if there's one thing that you could kind of say, something you had to either embrace about yourself or something that you learned about yourself that you had to kind of overcome or just accept so that you could really thrive at this age and stage where you are, what would you say that is? This isn't a positive thing, but I'm embracing it. I, sometimes that's what it takes, by the way. Hello. Yes. I have discovered that I am a resistance warrior. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> not a good thing. I'm a rebel. Yeah, You're just- yeah, I'm a rebel too. It's all tied into this nasty little ball. I am a little stinker. and. Um, I, I, I move through it because that is the part I have to recognize that part in myself. Like you're not the boss of me. Ha ha ha. That little girl <laughs> in the principal's office. Yeah, I love he it. knew my dad. <laughs> he taught me all these wonderful characteristics. Um, so I don't know if you've ever read this book. It's called the war on art by, I think it's by Steve Pressman and it talks oh, yeah, about, war of art. yes. 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 I mean that book, like every sentence can apply to me in that book. It's all about overcoming resistance because, you know, we're all creative people here, right? To put anything into the world. I mean, you have to like move boulders to create something that never existed before. Whether I start a diet or a new book or whatever it is, there's going to be this period where I have to kind of work on myself and I move through it. I do these workouts out of the beach one time and my coach was like, you're a resistance warrior. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. (laughs) It's wonderful to recognize traits that you have. I am a little bit like that stubborn donkey. And then, you know, you just work with that and you move through it. And I always move through it. I'm a rebel too. If you listen to the happier podcast, they have something called the four tendencies and you're oh, I love Yeah. You're an upholder. Or you're, I'm, I'm definitely a rebel like you, but th- they give you a whole way that you can trick yourself into doing things. Oh, I'm going to really look really at good. that. I think I heard her podcast talking about going, I need yeah. that. Yes. No, you're <laughs> yeah. Not, I'll, that today. You, I'll send you mine that I took. Yeah, I need it. What it says, it's hysterical. It has all these ways to basically trick yourself into doing everything, even though you're a rebel and you think you need to not do it. It's the funniest thing in the world. Oh my God. Um, but anyway, okay. So Brenda, what about you? Was something you've had to embrace or learn about yourself so you can thrive? Well, you know, uh, I hate to be redundant, but I am definitely a rebel. And that's one thing I love about, you know, watching Jesus's life. Like he was, you know, rebelled against the institutions. Like you guys got this wrong. You're like, are following these letters of the law and this isn't what it's about. And you're hating people and stepping on others. And, and, but I've come to realize that that rebellion has worked for me because if I'm going to rebel against something, I'm going to rebel against what society says I have to do or be. I'm going to rebel against that and press in to really try to be and become all that God has called and destined me to be. And let me tell you something, that is a push because my flesh is pretty strong. So I am constantly trying to 
you know, as an overcomer, trying to overcome my flesh through the power of him. Because, you know, earlier we were talking about how we should love one another more, but we can't. I can't. I can't love people that like really, really, really annoy me unless it's through the power of God. Because I just look That's at right. him and go, and go, you just annoy me. And I, I just, <laughs> I mean, I'm I sorry. And I'm like, ooh, I just okay, can't. Okay. That's so bad. I got to stop. Okay. Love them with the love of the Lord. Love them with, you know, but it's true. It so is true. Right. I, it's grace every day, every, every day. day. Right. So I'm constantly, you know, trying to submit, right. Submission is not one of my favorite words. And no, it's not, I don't like, that, I don't like the surrender word, but Lord, does it work? Yes. But then when we submit to his will, then good and perfect things come. So. Yeah, well, and I'm realizing with a lot of the writing that I'm planning to do this year, I have to get out of my own way. Yeah. Yes, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, isn't it funny? Ooh, all it of ourselves, it. it's just like what we're thinking in our minds, really. That it's not like anybody else is really thinking about, hey, Shelly, you really shouldn't write that. You're like, nobody's thinking that. You're the only one, that no, right? Yourself. Of course, yeah, 100%. it's so true. And that's what I talk about in my book about you know, the only limits we have are the limits we put on ourselves because God is limitless. Yeah. Ding, and ding, wants ding, us ding, to be. Ding, yeah. And wants us to and be. And if he's in us, then we've got no limits. Yeah. Well, tell me what's coming up next for you guys, exciting projects and things you're working on together separately. And then we're going to get into our speed round. Boop, boop. Okay. Okay. Speed round. But so tell me exciting projects, things coming up. So I am so excited to announce this spring, I have a publisher and my book was published. It's called Rise Up. Woo! Um, uncover the darkness and move into the light. And it's from my I Joy book series. I am Fantastic. Jesus on you. Love and it. I'm very excited to have that come out. And we're going to start promoting and working on it um, in terms of, you know, on social media soon. I'm also part of a show called The Rich and the Ruthless. Shot our fourth season. And my character is one of the ruthless. I love her. How fun Edith, is that? She's, That's so fun. She's an She's an executive and I've always like, you know, on the young and the restless and movies. I'm always like the nice girl, the this and this. I absolutely love Victoria Rowell is the um, writer and director. Oh, I love um, her. Yeah. She's also, um, we worked together, dear friend from the young and the restless and stayed friends all these years. And it's just an amazing cast. I love it. And uh, my music, I'm coming out with a single soon called Healing Starts. And I think we all need that in our world. So watch for that. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to be launching my album this year. So, I mean, you're just not doing enough, Brenda. Okay. I know. You're just not doing enough. Is there, there's, you can't just take on a couple more things. I understand. (laughs) I love you, Brenda. And of course our podcast. I love it. I, what I love about this podcast is I think I do a lot. And then I talk to these warrior women and I'm like, I really need to do more. I don't understand (laughs) how these girls are doing all these things. Um, Uh, And I have a ton of writing that I'm working on this year. I have a children's book, a cookbook, a novel, and a script. Wow. The cookbook is, it's a cookbook lifestyle called Cooking for Blondes. (laughs) Clearly I need it. We all do it. We can all do it. Clearly I need this book. So yes, I'm, um, I'm all about the words and I'm getting after it. She's so such a wordsmith. She is I'm such so a wordsmith. I am her cheerleader, helping her just cheer her on. I can't help her because I'm yeah, clueless. Well, you guys writing. are really that for each other. That is something that is very clear to me from this podcast. You, like Brenda's like, I mean, Shelly is straight like your agent, Brenda. She's like, Brenda, you want to mention your music stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Well, and you no, know what but- someone brought up, Brenda? I was just, uh, my friend Marie, who will give a little plug. Um, she was saying, you know, what's really wonderful about you and Brenda is you're not competitive with each other. You know, you sometimes no. do these podcasts with two, like who's going to be the star and who's like, you guys don't care about that. And I said, well, hello, we're a faith-based podcast. But you know what? <laughs> well, let's just, you'd be let's surprised. just on the side burner for five seconds and say, I think just like fear is not real, I think that competition is not real. Because that implies that there is some scarcity and there is no scarcity. There is room for all of us. We do not need to be worried about and putting our, you know, fret and worry on, oh my gosh, oh, you're writing a cookbook. Well, I'm writing a cookbook. Well, great. I'll buy both of your books. You think I care? Come on. Like, I mean, really, it's the funniest thing to me, this whole competition. You are singing my song. You are singing my song. Do you know how many years, Liz, I have said that? When I was, you know, working at CBS, I was on movies, I was auditioning and people were like, oh, I can't tell you who I met with. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There is room for all of us in this business, in this world. There's room for everybody's creativity. It's just so huge. I love that you said that because competition is fear-based, right? It is fear-based and it's not real. And I don't give into it for one darn second. And that's what this podcast is all about, women. The more that you pour into someone, the more that comes back to you. Love it. Happy Love as it. you are for, for another person is as happy as you can be for yourself. And that is the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's, let's go speed round cocktail of choice. I'm all about the grapes. Oh, I'm like, you know, champagne. In fact, you know, I know you asked about mantras and one of my favorite mantras is may your only pain in life be champagne. <laughs> <laughs> that is the great morning cup of faith. We like to have okay. fun. I love that. Okay, I'm going to tell you a secret that I haven't announced yet anywhere. So you're only going to hear it first here. This is about your cocktail of choice? Yes. Okay. Queen. Yes. Okay. Uh, during COVID and just before I was bored. So I built a vineyard. And <laughs> <laughs> my in all your spirits all coming over. Yes. So I have a vineyard now. Okay. I have I'm coming over because I need to be in that vineyard drinking whatever I'm drinking. <laughs> so I am all about, it's got to be wine. Yes. Wine. We have, you know, Cabernet and Sauvignon Blanc. Stop uh, it. I'm going to put this. Can can we buy it? How do we get it? Well, it's only been a year. So oh, oh, I'm hoping... Um, I'm hoping that next year okay. or the end of this year, we're going to have some book release, wine tasting, cookbook yes. book release in spring, wine yes. crushing October. Oh, Will you dance and- on the grapes with us, Liz? Oh, 100%. Yes. I may look good. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm all over that. Okay. What? So mantra or quote you live by, <laughs> Shelly already had the best one in the world, but you can have another one if you want, Shelly. <laughs> My other one is just do it. I'm a Nike girl. I have this friend who her husband doesn't let her do anything. I'm like, girl, you need to have a just do it marriage. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Just do it. Or just do it anyway. Don't worry about what he says. Exactly. Exactly. Mine is just let go, let God. Let go, let God. Whatever it is. I think it applies to everything. Let go. Like if you're freaking out about something, you can't do it. Let go, let God. And just let him do it. Leave in his hands, walk away, and thy will be done. Boom. Done. What simple thing do you do for yourself, like a self-care tip you can share with our listeners? Botox. (laughs) (laughs) Made my appointment today. Love you so much. Okay, like 
I love that. Like, it's just <laughs> I believe you are Botox. killing me right now. I you mean, me I right really now. do. Yeah, I do. We <laughs> I just, I feel like that is just great. Yeah, you I are so funny. funny. I did no, not see that coming. It's true. I mean, I've talked to women. They're like, honey. Jesus is the best Botox. Spend your time with the Lord and letting him just drip that love. And I'm like, well, I do that too, but I also add a little Botox with that love. I'm I think just- it's Jesus and Botox. It's not one or the other. <laughs> yes. They're not mutually exclusive. self-care is every night I take a hot, hot soak in my bathtub and I lock both doors. It's my, you know, woman cave. And yeah. I will read in that hot, bathtub till maybe one o'clock in the morning. Wow. Even if I come home at one o'clock in the morning, I take that hot, hot soak. And if, you know, people know from my birthday, they usually give me a lot of bath bubbles and all kinds of crazy stuff because I'm a more is more personality. I could use maybe 10 giant bottles of bath stuff in one week. And I pour it all in there every night. And it's so awesome. And then at the end of the week, I'm like, it's all gone. No, what am I? Well, I got it wrong. That is I got it wrong because I got her plants. <laughs> I, and sometimes I wake up, I'll fall asleep in the bathtub, and my book will be floating <laughs> in front of me. But oh, I, if what? I do a book, I won't do that to your book. I have a code. Okay, sweetie, did anybody tell you you could drown like that? You I know, be is so upset, but I was a competitive swimmer, so I'm not going to drown. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> another podcast. Okay. okay what, yeah. what makes wow. you feel unstoppable? I know what Brenda's going to say. <laughs> Brenda, what, you, what makes you feel unstoppable, Brenda? Just wondering. God. Yeah, there's two See, quotes you know for me. Because Here's the thing, because I, you know, and I even wrote this in my book, I have always been attracted to power, right? I have always been attracted to power. Powerful people, powerful cars, powerful animals, powerful, just anything. So why not plug in to the ultimate power. And that is the power of Christ, the power to raise the dead back to life, the sick, you know, walk again, people's lives being transformed. To me, that is, it stirs my soul like nothing to see people resurrected in the power of Christ. It just rocks my world to see people just sobbing and being healed right there in front of you. Nothing like it makes me just, woo. Yeah. Well, Brenda and I always say with the Morning Cup of Faith podcast that God is on the move and we're just hanging on for the ride. I love that. <laughs> and the two quotes that yep. get me, the two verses that get me fired up, I could do all things through Christ. I mean, wow, I just feel like a vitamin C explosion when I read that. And nothing with God is impossible. And whenever I'm really yeah. feeling like blocked and, yeah. oh gosh, this isn't yeah. working. I'm like, okay, God can do this. Yeah. Don't put God yeah. in a box. We can, yeah. we can, we can make it. All right. Who do you most admire? You know, my mom is just such an incredible person. She has worked with special needs adults her whole life. And she, you know, at one point, they have a van that they would drive and um, my mom was driving the van and they had all these big donors coming to visit. And they said, Oh, I didn't know that you let the core members drive the van <laughs> talking about my mom. <laughs> and my mom took that as a tremendous compliment that she had blended in 
with the core members. And she retired at age 75. And let me tell you, it was the most powerful retirement party I've ever seen. There were so many people that came to her retirement. They had to have a police escort walk people across the highway. Oh, wow. And if you could see those core members, they're all, you know, high functioning, but they have, you know, Downs and Asperger's, all kinds of things. The look on their eyes as they spoke to my mom on the stage, you know, we have this one aunt who, you know, wasn't a big believer in what my mom was doing and maybe thought that she, you know, maybe hadn't had the best life choice, but that when watching my aunt's face and seeing the love poured on that stage, my aunt was crying. So my mom is a hero. Oh, I love that. What about you, Brenda? You know, I admire a few people, but one of them that really stands out to me is Billy Graham. Something that I love about Billy Graham is that he was very authentic. He was who he was, didn't make any apologies for where he came from and his background and was convicted and passionate about his his calling and about what God had placed before him. He worked Liz on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. He prayed for people, no matter what they believed, because he believed, which is what Christ teaches that we are all the same. We are neither Greek nor Jew. We are all loved by, by God. And he was able to articulate that in a physical form here on earth. And so many people were, you know, salvations through, through his faith and through the way he spoke and the way he taught. And he was just so kind to everybody. But what was so great about him is as much as he was a leader, he was a servant. You can't be a good leader without being a servant first. And he never let go of that. I heard that um, he would be in rooms with presidents and, and having lunches and he'd, he'd stand up and pick up the plate, say, can I help you? Do you want something else to drink? Like, like, no, 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 sit down. He goes, no. I want to serve you. And that mm. is something that we That's the kind of spirit we need right now. Holy moly. That is the kind of spirit we need now. We, we all want to that. sit down in church or sit down somewhere and, hey, come here, serve me. Hey, you, you, yeah, no, hurry up. Hurry. No, let's serve one another. Let's stop. Help the person up the stairs. So I, whatever it may be, yeah. call yeah. and leave a message. I just ran a box the other day of somebody, her father died and I ran a box and a send, you know, blessing box to her, send women. And, you know, we need to serve people right yeah, now we do. more than ever. That's that a hundred percent. Tell me what is exciting you the most right now? <gasps> being able to put on my really cute clothes again. <laughs> and Where are you going? Like, hey, you going? I mean, I don't know, but just go out, get like, I, I said, I said, it's going to be like the roaring twenties. They're saying like, when, when we come out of this, Oh no, like, it's I'm going to have on. so many parties. I'm just going to yeah. put my trunk up and be like, come, I'm having a trunk part. Like I cannot wait to get together. I just get so excited being with people. And I just cannot wait to get together with people again. I oh just my God, miss everybody. Me too. Me well, too. And I think I, I'm excited because I, even though as painful as everything is right now and transformation is painful, I yeah. do believe we're going through um, a new awakening. And I think we're finding better ways to do things. Some of the older models are dying off, both yep. literally and figuratively. But when we look at, you know, the pollution is getting better, you know, the fish are coming back, you know, families are spending more time together. 
Um, Because I don't think we were supposed to be a society where we could do everything 24-7 and private planes going here and there, drones, you know, flying packages to us. We were like out of control. Yeah. So I I do believe it was a forced pause in that. And and we're really going to appreciate things. Yeah, I think I mean you're you're 100 percent right. But <laughs> you're both kind of doing the same answer from a different direction. But you're you know when we get to be out there again, we're going to be so grateful for this time. We're going to look back on this time and say, "Wow, I really did connect with my kids. Wow, I really did, you know, connect with those friends. Wow, I really did realize what was really important. Yes. You know, like we're going to realize that, but we're going to be really happy to get out of our house. Right. I mean, I also again. realize I'm a people person, and I I do not like being in my house all day. I know, I know. No, I know. I feed off of the love of others. So I'm a hundred percent with you. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Best hostess. Best host ever. The hostess of the mostest. Well, right back at you. I had such a great time on your podcast. I literally was hounding you. So we would come on this podcast. So I'm really that we did this and I would love to have you on again, Brenda, when your book comes out, I would love to have you on Shelly with whatever you're doing. So listen, I need that blog. I need that. We want to talk to you weekly, Liz. I mean, (laughs) well, we are anyway, we will do that offline. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a positive review. This is Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye. Mm -hmm.